Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks to Ace Andrews. He'll be engineering the show today and taking your calls a little later on. Just a couple of things. Hey, go out to iWorkForHim.com. A couple of things I'd like you to do. Check out the events tab. Martha and I have that marriage retreat coming up in March. And you're going like, Jim, it's the end of August. What do you care about March? Listen, people, there's only 20 spots. And we're just now starting to do the push on this. There's only 20 spots. We're reaching out to multiple churches across Tampa Bay. We'd love for you to be part of our marriage retreat cruise. Husbands and wives investing in each other for five straight days. What an incredible opportunity. Go out to iWorkForHim.com. Click on the events tab. You know, while you're out there also, you'll notice a little flag pops up. And it says, join the I Work For Him Nation. And that's a call for Christ followers out there to say, listen, I am really ready to take that commitment to make that change in my lives where I start praying for my coworkers and employees by name each and every day, looking for ways to serve them, looking for ways to befriend them, looking for ways to pray with people when I notice that they're just having a rough day, but all along being a person of excellence. And when you join the I Work For Him Nation, you'll get a copy of the covenant that says those things that you can print out and sign and date. You'll also get a note from me via email and A little note from Martha with a bumper. I mean, not a bumper sticker. Sorry, honey, if you're listening. Just kidding. I meant a window sticker that you can put on your car that says, I work for him nation. But it does take a paradigm shift in our minds. As we talk about how we can make an impact on a workplace, we got to stop thinking about the way the world does. Romans 12.2 says this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, here's as we talk about spiritual gifts today, I just want you to ask yourself this question. The spiritual gift or gifts that I've been given, what if they're not used? Have you ever thought about the fact that the gifts that you've been given, they've been given to you specifically to be used within the body of Christ, and if your gifts aren't used, then there's something missing within the body of Christ. God gives out these gifts for them for the edification of the body and for the growth of the kingdom all for his glory. And if your gift is sitting on a shelf, then there's trouble. How do you even know what your spiritual gifts are? Well, we've got Tom and Pam Wolf here from Identity and Destiny. You can go out and find out about more, of them, more about them online at identityanddestiny.com. Tom and Pam, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hi, Jim. Thanks, Jim. As we talk today about spiritual gifts, I want to just talk about, why don't we just start off, you know, I always ask questions about trying to see how's the Lord working in your life, you know, how's Jesus making a difference? How have you seen your spiritual gift 
used one of your spiritual gifts. Like you probably have multiples, but how have you recently seen your spiritual gift used? I, I, I don't know. I guess that's the question. How have you seen it recently used? Tom, you first. Uh, well, my spiritual gift is uh, organization, administration, that type of thing. So whenever I'm in an organization or on a meeting or something like that, a lot of times I start being drawn towards a uh, role of leadership. Uh, so it just kind of happens. I don't do anything about it. In fact, a lot of times I turn it away if it's not in line with my purpose. But uh, that's how I see it being used or existing. Yeah, it just kind of hits you upside your head. You're like, well, I, this, it doesn't matter. You could be the quietest guy in the room. You still end up taking that leadership spot. It's unbelievable. Pam, yep. what about you? How have you seen the Lord use your spiritual gift recently? Um, my dominant spiritual, spiritual gift is a server. And um, I used it just this morning. Uh, Tom, we were at a networking event, a BNI event, and he got to get eight minutes, which is a long time to tell what he does and promote the business, the coaching business. And I got to introduce him. I kind of felt like one of the Trump kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but really what I was doing was I was able to say some things and kind of boast about his resume and come alongside him in that way and serve him. Uh, by doing that introduction. And even though he gave me the mic, I was very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not trying to understand that last comment. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would it's she dangerous what to would give she your wife the mic, don't you think? I don't know. No, you would think the most safe person in the world to give the mic to would be your wife, right? Isn't that what... Sure. <laughs> I don't understand that comment. I would never expect Martha to do anything but speak nice things about of me. Of course not. She's too sweet. She is too sweet. But so it really killed you then when you guys came over for dinner that I didn't let you help with the dishes because you like to serve. I do. I tried to do the dishes. I know, you wouldn't but let me. No, because that's my job. I, that's what I like to do. And I got to even cook, too, which was really fun. And it was awesome. Uh, yeah, but And, you know, we should maybe give away that recipe on the air one day. <gasps> it's his family Great recipe. Grandma Battaglia's homemade spaghetti sauce and meatballs. And Unbelievable. Is, uh, don't miss that invitation if, if it's ever extended yeah, to whoever's out there. It, it's, it's an amazing one. All right, so we're talking about spiritual gifts today. And as we head into the break, I think it's really important for people to understand what are spiritual gifts. So, Tom, why don't you lay it up for us in 30 seconds or less, and then we'll, we'll come back and really hit this hard. Well, we believe that uh, everybody has all these gifts, but what happens is when you accept Jesus and you invite him into you, the Holy Spirit enters, and he amps up that one spiritual gift. He just gives it a little more energy and power and thrust. So that's what we think happens. And uh, uh, you can demonstrate all those other gifts, but the one that is dominant is the one that seems to take over and lead. Today we're talking about spiritual gifts. One of the many evaluations that you do within the Identity and Destiny Manual, workbook, Bible study, whatever you want to call it, it's life-changing. And one of the things is understanding how God wired you as a Christ follower. You see, as a Christ follower, you get the gift of the Holy Spirit within you, and He takes and places gifts in you that are designed to pl be placed within the kingdom and that's what a spiritual gift is. And, and Tom and Pam shared a little bit of the testimony how theirs are used. And during the show, I'll share some of, some of my gifts. You know, my number one gift used to be administrative. 
and uh, and organizational. But I think I've got a gift that's raising to the top that isn't necessarily one that everybody enjoys. So we'll uh, we'll have to talk about that one in a little bit. Pam, we've got coming on the air today with us, Vernetta Williams. Why don't you talk to her about who she is, and then we'll join, have her join in our conversation. Uh, Vernetta Williams is actually Dr. Vernetta Williams, and she is brilliant. Um, she is beautiful. Um, she is full of the Lord, and uh, her her profession is helping um, people write, get their story in, that's in their heart and in their head transformed into words. And um, she's especially focused on helping those who are trying to get dissertations written um, for their Ph.D., because about 50% of those people get everything done but writing their dissertation. And so that's a super area of specialty where she is making huge impact of getting people over that line. Well, I can tell you what, boy, I've never got my dissertation written either. Oh, yeah, I never went to, I never went, I'm never going to do that. Never. (laughs) With Vernetta's help, you could. Maybe she could. (laughs) First, I'd have to get my master's degree. (laughs) Vernetta is one of your licensed facilitators, correct? That's correct, yes. Vernetta Williams, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Great to be on the show. And hi, Tom, hi Pam and Tom. I don't know if Tom's on. Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. Everybody's here. We're all here. We're having a great time. Oh, okay. So talk to me about, we're just, I, I want to hear, I want people that are out there listening today to hear the testimony of uh, of somebody that's experienced it. Because I'm always blabbing about it. I'm always talking about the impact it's made in my life. But I think people need to hear that other people's lives have been impacted. So how did you? how did you first hear about Identity and Destiny? I actually first heard about it through my church. Our pastor, Pastor Greg Poe in Tampa, Revealing Truth Ministries, had Tom and Pam come in, and we kind of went through it as a group base. And I'm one of those people that has always pursued purpose. I came to the Lord later in life when I was in my master's program, and you know, I had changed majors as an undergraduate two, three times, gotten a degree, still wasn't working in the field that I got my degree in. And so when I had gone back to school for my master's program, I said, well, this time I'm going to pursue what I've always wanted, which is writing, but I didn't see a profession in it. But still, coming to Tampa to get a PhD, I still really wasn't clear about what I was supposed to do with the PhD. I knew I didn't want to go into higher ed, which is a traditional path, but all my mentors and everyone was encouraging me to stay there, so I was really kind of going through this personal struggle. I had earned the Ph.D. and was still exploring what am I supposed to do with it. And so um, the program came at a very critical time in my life where I was really trying to to be very clear about I have this degree, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. So when you completed the Identity and Destiny manual, Tom, what am I calling it today? A manual or workbook? Workbook. 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 <laughs> why do I have such a hard Every show I have a hard time. I don't know why. Because to me, it's like this life-changing source that's sitting in front of me. To call it a workbook just seems so downplayed. Uh, it's okay. So, Vernetta, when you went through the workbook, which is really the most incredible thing that's ever impacted my life besides the scriptures, that's because it's so infiltrated with the scriptures. How did it impact your life? What was the thing you walked away from? What was your What was your identity statement, your destiny statement when you came out of it? Yeah. How, how did it, How did What did you come away with? Yeah, my identity statement was I'm a vision builder, and my my destiny statement was um, I'm here to help people progress in practical ways. And what impacted me probably the most from the workbook was a section on passion because, again, I had always been able to do certain things and do certain things very well, but there was one section in there that talked about, and, and Tom kind of broke it down, too, in our group session before we did that week, 
where um, there's a comparison between uh, the indicator light on the car and your passion. A lot of people you often hear in passion circles or find purpose circles, which I had heard, find your passion, you find your purpose. Well, in this program, it really digs deeper to say not, that's not necessarily true. It's an indicator of fulfilling a need, and you need to dig deeper to discover what the need is that the passion is serving. And that was just such a profound section of the workbook for me where it freed me up to really be open to know that I'm passionate about certain things, so what is the need behind the passion that's being fulfilled? And now I can explore it beyond the university and in other sectors. Um, so that probably was my greatest takeaway from, from the program in addition to having a very clear destiny and identity statement. Did you have a coach through the process? Or did you go through uh, it on your own? Well, I went. we did it as a group. And so what would happen is Tom and Pam would come in at certain sections of the program and kind of individually coach. And then towards the end, they invited people up to get some individual individual coaching. So I was able to see that. I, would, I didn't volunteer. I was a little shy at the time. But um, watching them coach someone individually through it was, was um, what I was able to, to observe. So as a licensed facilitator for Identity and Destiny, where people can find out more about it online at identityanddestiny.com, how do you like working with Tom and Pam? Oh, I enjoyed it. I was so it was so interesting how I ended up becoming a licensed facilitator because once I went to the program, because I'm in the, I was in the college environment and still am, I was like, this has to get into the hands of college students. Amen. To and that. so I said because that's a time where people are searching, where they are changing majors, where there's so many distractions and all these other things that the enemy can throw at you. That if college students can grab a hold in college of this program then it would change their lives. And so that's really what motivated me to become a licensed facilitator. Um, so how many people have you taken through Identity and Destiny since you graduated and became a licensed facilitator? Um, that's a good question. I've probably taken about 10. What ended up happening was I went into another direction. Um, I, I, um, I know we're discussing the licensed facilitator program, but I also um, went into a business growth program that Tom and Pam do, and that really helped me kind of focus on my writing, coaching, and editing. So I still use the coaching techniques, a lot of what I do um, in terms of the Identity and Destiny program. So I'm not as focused on Identity and Destiny. Um, I think that's a long-term vision enabled that I'm going to able, be able excuse me, to take it into college campuses. Perfect. Very good. Vernetta, thanks so much for calling in today and sharing your story and, and just oh, really letting the people hear how the Lord impacted your life through going through identity and destiny. We appreciate it. Maybe someday we'll actually get to meet face-to-face, but thanks again for calling into Absolutely. our work for him today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Love you, Vernetta. It's so fun to hear other people whose lives have been impacted, Tom and Pam. And and it's fun to hear how the Lord kind of took her through your program. She was speaking, you were speaking at her church, encouraging at the church. And then the Lord kind of moved her in another direction after Mm -hmm. she went through it. Let's, let's dig deep into, you know, if people go through this eight week identity and destiny experience, what do you, just tell me what they should expect. Well, don't fight over it. Tom, you go first. Okay. Uh, what they should expect. Well, first they should expect to probably understand themselves better than they ever have in their life. They'll understand uh, how they're wired, uh, how they think, how they communicate, uh, some of the thinking traps they fall into. Uh, 
know all the details, the core values, spiritual gifts, things like that. So I think that understanding of themselves will be the first thing that they'll walk away with. But then like Vernetta, you know, we'll go deep. And uh, uh, some of the stuff that is out there in the secular world, like find your passion, turn that into a business, you'll be happy the rest of your life. Uh Uh-uh. I know a lot of people that took their passion, turned it into a business, and now that it's not their passion anymore, it's work. Yeah, so. well, yeah, but you can still have fun doing work. My father-in-law has always yeah. said that if you do, if you find your passion, you'll never work another day in your life. But th- there's always caveats to that. So, Pam, yes. what do you like to tell people when they're, they're saying, hey, I'm going to consider going through this, this eight-week workbook? So what do you tell them to expect? Well, the obvious is that you discover who you are and why you're here through God's eyes. But really more than that, and Vernetta's story is a perfect example of that, you gain clarity, focus, and direction. She wanted to know how to use the gifts, the talent, the education, all the things that she had to bring to the table. What did God really want her to do with that? And just because we can do something doesn't mean that that's the highest and best use or it's God's um, ultimate purpose, um, the best thing that we can be doing. And I think that what what a lot of people say by the time they get to the end of it is they now have a plumb line. A plumb line that helps them say yes to the right things and no to the things that aren't where they should be right now. And she's smart enough to say, this business is where God has me. I'm, I need to be focused on that. And long term, taking identity and destiny into the universities because of the credibility and impact that she's going to have through her business, she's going to be teed up to do that. How cool would that be to get this to be a mandatory course at every Christian university across the United States of America? I mean, it, this is exact. Tom, you and I have talked about it. Mm-hmm. If we'd have gone through this course, it would have saved you said 10 years yep uh, uh, and i'm i can't imagine how many years it would have saved me i mean what a, i just we both had you headed down as a as a cpa and i headed down as a programmer oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would this have been cool to go through all right well let's how do people get a hold of a copy tom uh, they can go online uh, to our website, identityanddestiny.com, and they can order it right there. We get it shipped out to them. Quick, easy, simple. 20 bucks. Yep. A- a life change for 20 bucks. Where else can you go for that? A- a- and here's what it is. If you finish all eight weeks, guaranteed life change. Not Tom and Pam didn't say that. Don't call them. I'm telling you, if you finish all eight weeks, guaranteed life change. Now, many of you will get to week six and go, well, it's kind of hard to finish week seven and eight. Yes, it is. That's because that's where the enemy doesn't want you to finish. Tom and Pam Wolf from identityanddestiny.com, one of our major show sponsors. As we talk about this program, and honestly, people, I want you to understand, I, I reach out to show sponsors, especially ministries that I know are really making a kingdom impact. And this made a huge impact. Going through the Identity and Destiny workbook made a monstrous impact on my life. September of 2013, I finally got my purpose statement in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning. And it's really what I work for him is all about. Purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. After going through, now honestly, in all disclosure, it took me slightly longer than eight weeks to go through the Identity and Destiny workbook. But it still had a major impact on my life. And so one of the pieces, Tom, that you got built into this is helping people understand their spiritual gifts. What, what are spiritual gifts? Well, there's seven of them, okay? And uh, we all have some of these, but 
the key thing is what's the dominant spiritual gift? But what are they though? I mean, not not not, not listen them off. I'm mean, like, what's a spiritual gift? I mean, it's that'd be like you know, what's a what's a can of gasoline? Okay, well, what's what's a spiritual gift? Well, one of the definitions I actually brought the book so I could read it. It's okay. actually what's in the book, and it says. When we are born again spiritually, God takes our natural abilities and turns them into the means by which he can work through us supernaturally. And in doing so, by his grace, he gives us the desire and the power to do his will. Yeah, and Tom, I didn't mean to ask a bad question because it, it, I was, I mean, what I'm, a lot of times, I mean, I don't know how many churches, certainly churches that don't talk a lot about the work of the Holy Spirit, don't really dig deep into what spiritual gifts really are. Mm-hmm. They, it, a lot of the inventories kind of just give you this long, long laundry list. And as some of uh, the people who are licensed facilitators for identity and destiny like to say, um, normally what they're trying to do is figure out if you're in the if you have the gift of parking lot, the gift of um, children's ministry, or the gift of choir. And uh, I don't I don't actually see those gifts in the scriptures. No, no, but it, it's and, and that's you and know, that's fine. We're trying to we're trying to get volunteer positions filled, but that's not exactly what God had in mind with spiritual gifts. I don't think. Well, and, and, and Tom, you said that there's seven, and I know some people say there's seven or there's ten, but, uh, you know, I know that and I've taken one that showed that there was 17. I mean, right. you can break them, break them out into subcategories and things like that, but First uh, Corinthians 12 chapter 12 lists a lot of them out. What is the point of helping people understand their spiritual gifts? Well, what it is, is an insight into, again, strengths and weaknesses. It's a cluster of character traits of skills and abilities that uh, allow somebody to execute better than another. So an organizer or an administrator is a person who can lead, can uh, take charge, can make quick decisions. Uh, They're ready to move forward. Uh, so that's a natural ability and a, and a spiritual gift that's amped up by the Holy Spirit so they can do that better. Well, then you have the pre- people who are servers like Pam. And what do they do? They follow the organizer most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Even when the organizer sits quietly in the back of the room because he or she does not want to lead this thing because they lead everything else, you still get sucked in. It just seems like you got this sign on your back. Oh, well, let's just ask the leader. So, well, But here's the interesting thing. Although my, my dominant spiritual gift is server, I have often ended up in leadership. You can serve your way into leadership. You can be a natural leader who kind of administers and takes, you know, kind of takes the mantle of leadership. There are a lot of, and, and that's the interesting thing. It's just like the DISC profile. I think that just as God factory installs our personality profile, I think when he amps up that dominant spiritual gift in you, you're always operating from that place and you can manifest all the gifts but what is the place from which you are going to lead? Do you lead as a servant leader? Do you lead as a, a strong, bold, charge the hill leader? Do you and and God wants all that. And and he wants to he wants us to recognize it and use it and step into it. And a lot of times we aren't stepping into it because we just don't know it and don't recognize it. So let's talk about where spiritual gifts come from. I know you said it already, but let's just repeat it because people might have been driving. So they want to make sure that they really hear this. Where do spiritual gifts come from? Either one of you. Go ahead. I think 
God takes the natural talents and abilities that we have, and he knows the one that he wants to supernaturally kind of supercharge when you're born again. And he kind of amps that up and says, this is what I am going to push up in its, in its um, strength in you so that within the entire body of Christ, because it's like he's, it, no, no one person has all of it, and he's designed us that way so that we have to work together to make it happen. And, and an ear is not a foot. And a foot is not a nose. I mean, he uses the body parts as an example. And none is secondary to the other. Everything is required. You know, what Jesus said in John 14, 12 through 17, I, I love this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name or in accordance with my will, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit in us that takes our natural gifts, talents, and abilities and ramps them up. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus goes on to say in another chapter, saying, listen, you're going to end up doing things more, even bigger than I've done. Right. Right. And well, how we can he just... knew right in that same chapter, he says, and I, I, it will be better that I leave. Right. Because then the counselor who will lead you into all truth will come. Yeah. In, in the Jim Brangender version, it says, listen, I got to blast out of here because if I don't leave, <laughs> you guys don't stand a chance. And when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and he is going to revolutionize how you look at the world. Yes. I mean, that's right. really what Jesus was from saying. The, from yeah. the inside from out. From the inside out. Oh, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had no mm-hmm. idea what was coming. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, mm-hmm. so when we look at spiritual gifts, understanding what they are, some people will know their natural leanings, but boy, until they see it, Tom, in front of their, in front of them after taking an evaluation. Again, a lot of people have taken them at church and like you said, Pam, they're, well, you'd be great equipped to help in the parking lot or yeah, in the children's yeah. ministry. Mm-hmm. I think one time somebody told me I'd be great in the children's ministry. <laughs> yeah, That was not the truth. That was just where they had a need. Yeah. Well, so that's look, all good. You, that's a different subject. Yeah, it is. <laughs> look at the example of Peter. He was fearful and denied Christ. And then when he received the Holy Spirit, he went out and talked to thousands of people and preached and 3,000 accepted Jesus at that day. So the Holy Spirit gave him that gift to be able to go out and do that when before he was afraid to even say it to some servant girl accused him of being with Jesus. But Peter was a big talker and God used that. Yeah. He just supercharged it with the right stuff. That's right. A big talker. I like that. He's a big talker. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, and, and I have seen that. There have been times where I have been speaking, and speaking is not my number one spiritual gift. I mean, I am. I don't. Obviously, I'm on the radio, but I have. I have felt it as I've prayed. Lord, just help me to say the things you want me to say. Where I'm heading down one direction, and the Lord leads me, you know, 45 degrees a different direction, mm-hmm. or 90 degrees, some, or sometimes 180. And you're like, wow, where did that come from? Right. Yeah, that's cool. But it, it's well, that's cool that you're tuned in enough to notice. Because sometimes 
we aren't, and we blast right past it. So stay in tuned in so that when he says go left, you actually go left is a really good thing. Well, and when you're speaking in front of a crowd, that there's so much energy speaking in front of a crowd. There's nothing I love better than speaking in front of a crowd. But to be able to see the, you just like, oh, that just sounded totally coherent and logical. And that was really, that was, I should write that down. Like, you then I know have, it wasn't me. Do you ever no. have people say when you said whatever you said and you're like, did I really say that? Yes. <laughs> Most of the time people are saying, Jim, did you really? just say that? <laughs> and that would be a different spiritual gift. Okay. Right. All right. So in Identity and Destiny, Tom, you've got several different analysis places for them to uh, to identify their spiritual gift and then confirm it, confirm it, confirm it. Right. Why do you have multiple choices? Uh, what we were trying to do is... Uh, Give, I think there's like three or four questionnaires, and what we're looking for is a common theme. We're try, because it's to do one spiritual gift is kind of tough, and come up and say, okay, there it is. So we give them four, we look for the theme, and if there's not a theme, we have ways to identify it. All right, and that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about spiritual gifts with Tom and Pam Wolf from identityanddestiny.com, one of our major show sponsors right here, and I work for him. And again, you know, I have show sponsors on that fit right in with what we're talking about each and every day on I Work For Him. I'm telling you, every Christ follower in the United States of America and beyond needs to go through the Identity and Destiny workbook, Finding Your God-Given Sweet Spot. I'm telling you, if you're listening to me now and you haven't gotten buy a copy, you need to. Literally, I... You know, I would buy you a copy myself if I had the, the resources because it is something that every high schooler should go through, every college student, every, every adult should go through. The, I mean, it's just, it will, you will start to see yourself for who God created you to be. All right, Tom and Pam, we're talking today about spiritual gifts. How, what, what do spiritual gifts have to do with understanding your identity? It seems like a loaded question, but I think we need to dot some I's and cross some T's for people. Well, it's part of how you're wired. It's uh, um, part of the gifting that the God's given you, and understanding that uh, leads, uh, gives clues, gives insight, gives direction into who you really are in God's eyes. So it's one of the steps. Well, and that's what's powerful about Identity and Destiny, this workbook, is it? it is one of the steps, but just you said something off the air today, that, that our gifts will align up with other things we've already discovered up to this point in time in the workbook. Right. Well, usually they line up with your DISC profile. They line up with uh, your resilience questionnaire uh, and how you respond and what the seven areas and resilience tell you. I mean, that's why we have all these different ones. There isn't one test. It's like, let's look at all these different areas. And what happens is this picture starts to show up that starts to indicate a direction um, because God's the God of order and all of these things seem to start heading in this. Well, and it's part of your uniqueness. And that, that's what I think identity and destiny helps people truly understand. There are no two alike. It's just like our fingerprints. There are no two of us alike. And although there may be a lot of people out there with the same dominant spiritual gift that you have, all the other elements of the mosaic that create you, they don't look alike. There's no two alike. 
Well, and, and Tom, you know, earlier this month we talked about core values and core values. People discover the core values before they actually discover their spiritual gifts within the book. And, and it's going to line up with those as well. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, it all does. It all starts to line. Now, the problem is that people start to see these things and they start to understand them and they start to go, oh, oh, I've got the answer already. They jump to conclusions. They jump to the conclusion. Oh, I know my purpose. And no, no, this is a mosaic and we're just gathering all the parts here one at a time. You got to look at them on a standalone basis. They all start to pull together. They are in synchronicity, but... You got to hear it from the Lord, and He'll tell you, and He'll point you, and He'll give you the ways, and that's all in the book on how and to do it. And that's really what sets identity and destiny apart, because there's a lot of programs out there that do these profiles, that do these assessments, and then they lay it before you and say, "Okay, now you figure out what that says about what you're supposed to do and who you are." We say it's only the beginning. We say take everything you've learned, lay it before the Lord, and seek Him for the answers. Well, and that's what's really cool about going through the identity and destiny workbook for me it was okay so the first four weeks are discovery i'm mm-hmm. learning about myself and did i learn some things about myself i didn't know we've talked about it on the air before man the resilience Woo. we're not going there we had a week about that we don't talk about that. <laughs> it but the the second half where you start to really seek the lord and and spiritual disciplines we talk about and and, and just praying and, and it just really helping understand mm-hmm. what's God want me to do with this stuff? Mm-hmm. That was where the power was. I mean, it's really cool to uncover stuff. And I think for Martha, it helped Martha to see my results so she could understand me better. <laughs> Poor well, it's woman. great for couples to do together <laughs> yeah. for exactly that yeah. reason. And we didn't. I did it first and I'm like, oh, you got to go through this baby because <laughs> it, it, it really helped. I think it helped her understand me because I'm fairly complicated for a guy. Most guys aren't near, nearly complicated. I'm a fairly complicated guy. And I just wanted her to understand what God did because sometimes, you know, my mouth moves faster than what my brain can move, <laughs> which gets me into a lot of trouble. So as we look at how does knowing our spiritual gifts impact our work lives, impact our daily lives outside of work? And Tom, Tom, how do you see that playing come into play? Well, it's, uh, again, it helps uh, add that plumb line, add that direction. Uh, you get an understanding. It's just like I'm an organizer. Okay, well, we joked about it at the beginning of the show. I started out as an accountant, an analyst, detail. Uh, no, no, that's not the gift that he gave me. So uh, that gift will help point you in a direction of how you can be used in the world. Remember, um we say that uh, it's all about how the, the Holy Spirit wants to use you in the world. That's your purpose. That's your destiny statement, how the Holy Spirit wants to work in the world through you. So therefore, this is one of the vehicles, one of the tools to get you on the right track. So talk to me about how you've seen your spiritual gift used in your job. Well, uh most of the time, it's the type of situation. Uh, my career as an entrepreneur, I started the business. I was able to take the risk. I was able to step out there beyond what other people were. I stuck through times where most people would quit. And uh, I was able then to create an environment that other people could thrive in who didn't have the characteristics and skills that I had to be able to grow something and develop it and lead it. 
Pam, what about you? Because you're very different than Tom. And Tom brought off also, again, off the air today, it's just another subject for a different Identity and Destiny show, how opposites attract. And you and Tom have very opposite spiritual giftings and personalities and resilience, all these different things. How did you? How have you seen your spiritual gifts impact your daily life? Um, I, I think that it helped me understand because it was curious to me when I look at a lot of the high D's. Somehow God has surrounded me with a lot of high D's. My mother is a high D. My dad was a high D. I'm married to a high D. Several of my best girlfriends are high D's. And they just seem to sort of take that. They all need mercy in their lives. Yeah. I, said <laughs> I, t- I, um, I, I, I end up often in leadership capacities much like they do. Only I know that I'm so different, so how does that happen? And what I realized was there's a lot of ways to get to the same point. We just have different styles and different gifts to get there. And when we get there, we take a different um, approach to things, but the results and the success can be the same. And so I just learned to understand that I didn't have to be like perhaps other leaders that I saw in the marketplace, I can be the kind of leader that God wired me to be. It's what's fun is to see our spiritual gifts applying to our workplace mm. and to see it and for helping us understand our identity and our destiny. We've got, we've got Luann Rutherford on the line, and she is also one of your licensed facilitators. Why don't you introduce her, Pam? I'd be happy to do that. Uh, Luann has um, been a licensed facilitator for a long time. She comes from a long a history of a strong business career, and so we just hit it off from the moment we met each other. But uh, Identity and Destiny um, helped her really um, make some decisions and chase after some long, heartfelt dreams that she'd had. And I'll let her tell you more about the story, but uh, she is doing amazing things with her life and with Identity and Destiny. Luann, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much, and Pam, thank you for that very generous uh, introduction. You're welcome. I'm sure she'll want you to like, you know, give her pie later or something yep. like that. <laughs> so, a cup t- of coffee t- together. T- okay. So talk to me about how you got introduced to Identity and Destiny, Luann. Well, um, it's an interesting way that God works, because I started out intending to help uh, another Christian woman, and sh- uh, as it turned out, she helped me by introducing me to IND. And when I first heard about Identity and Destiny, my thought was, what a wonderful tool to put in my arsenal to help other women. But as I went through the process, the Lord taught me how much I yet needed to learn about my own identity and destiny. And I found the process to be the most impactful study that I had ever gone through, short of getting on my knees to uh, asking Christ to come into my life. Amen, sister. I say that on the air all the time. And then Tom and Pam gives me this look like, because I'm kind of the crazed radio lunatic for identity and destiny, <laughs> because it impacted my life so much. And, and, and because it helped me see who God created me to be and what he created me to be doing so clearly. How have you seen, what, what's the impact been on your life as you after you went through identity and destiny, the workbook that people can get online at identity and destiny.com how did it impact your life 
Well, the first thing I did was uh, go back and become a facilitator. That was the first step. And I got into a couple years of doing what I call Christian life coaching and using uh, identity and destiny as my primary tool. But Pam made a brief reference to my long-term life goal, and that is that for 40 years I had had a calling in my heart to become a pastor. And identity and destiny was my first step on that road because it opened doors of my heart, making me understand that it was not too late. After my 30-year career in education, it was still there was still time for me to pursue uh, Bible school and become a, a pastor. And uh, it's been almost two years now since I have been an ordained pastor. And the two pieces just braid together so beautifully Perfect. in the ministry he allows me to extend. All right, I got 20 seconds. Tell people, Pam mentioned that in December, you've got a, a short little weekend retreat for Identity and Destiny. I want you to give a chance to plug it right now. Oh, yes, very much I would like to. My... Email number for anyone who would like to register what is for what is going to be an amazing weekend of doing the entire study. The email is A B B A L A at Yahoo.com. Luann Rutherford, thanks so much for calling into I Work for Him. Really appreciate your testimony. Okay, God bless you. You're listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. We're talking with Tom and Pam Wolf about spiritual gifts. That's identityanddestiny.com. And as one of the seven steps, Tom, to understanding who we are, who did God create us to be, and what did he create us to be doing, finding out our spiritual gifts is one of those steps. Correct. And how does understanding that really help us understand our destiny and our, our identity? Uh, well, it gives you more insight into the whole uh, picture that's starting to develop. And like I said, a lot of times people at this point start to jump to conclusions and like, oh, I've got the answer. I see where I'm going. I see what this is. And I can put some words into a purpose. And uh, we have to pull them back and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, uh, God could say, hey, uh, I want you going down this road that you never even imagined. But usually there's some alignment and it starts to point in a direction. So this is one of those road signs along the way. It starts to point the direction. Pam, when you look at the impact of, as you've seen this impact, thousands of people, when they start to, I mean, just understanding their spiritual gifts as one of these other pieces, like, wow, I didn't really understand that. Mm-hmm. How, what is the impact, what have you seen for an impact on people? Well, I think people are drawn to this workbook and this program because one of the uh, it, it was the original title. It's now Finding Your God-Given Sweet Spot, but it's always referred to as identity and destiny because it's really about discovering that. Identity being your core essence of who you are, destiny being how the Holy Spirit wants to work in this world through you. And I think spiritual gifting is more intimately tied to those two things than any of the others individually could be. It's the collective that matters in all of it. But when you think about those two things and how God said, when you are saved, I'm going to amp up this area of your talent and gifting in a way so that I can work supernaturally through you. What is destiny but that? (laughs) That is. And when I look at what the Lord has done in my own life, because, you know, I was long before I gave my life to Christ. I was always the, the ham of the crowd. I was always up in front of people. I was always the leader. 
But to see what he's done with my spiritual gifts, to be on the radio, which, again, that just goes beyond explanation, except for God. Mm-hmm. It, it could mm-hmm. only explain that. Mm-hmm. When I look at identity and destiny, I look at when I started the, the, the book, I had a kind of an idea of what I looked like. Kind of a lump of clay with a little bit of shape. <laughs> Each one of the evaluations that I've gone through kind of... Maybe it's maybe it's a lump of granite, but you chiseled off and you start to get a picture. And, and after you get right. through spiritual gifts, you, you kind of still have a you have a better picture, but you still don't have a clear picture. There's still mm-hmm. more to experience mm-hmm. after that discovery. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's each piece helps you just get a little better idea. Wow, like it's starting to come into vision. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like we were talking about from the standpoint of the characteristics of the spiritual gifts. I mean, as a leader, you're determined, you're decisive. I mean, if your spiritual gift is mercy, where it's compassion and caring, it's kind of a conflict there that I haven't seen the Lord do. So there is an alignment of these things that starts to take shape. It's really cool. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. Thanks, Tom and Pam. Thanks for helping us understand spiritual gifts. And next month, are we going to talk about passion next month? Yes, that's a fun one. We spend a whole chapter on that. Well, okay. We're going to talk about passion next month when we bring back Tom and Pam Wolf from Identity and Destiny. You can get your copy right now. Please go out to identityanddestiny.com. Thank our show sponsors by buying one of their workbooks. But don't just buy it. Buy one for you and your spouse. Buy one for you and your friend. Go through it together. It will transform your life. Not because Tom and Pam are really neat people, but because Jesus has done amazing things in their lives, and that's how they wrote this manual, this workbook. Identityanddestiny.com. Identity, the word, and destiny.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. I work for him.